Welcome to the B2B Mix Show with Elena and Stacy. Each week, we'll bring you ideas that you can implement in your own marketing strategy. We'll share what we know and advice from industry experts who will join us from time to time here on the show. Are you ready to mix it up? Let's get started. Hi, everyone. I'm Stacy Jackson. And I'm Elena Jackson. We are the co-founders of Jackson Marketing. And in case you still haven't heard, we are also sisters. We're bringing you another episode of the B2B Mix Show. Stacy, what's the topic of today's episode? Today, we're talking about a really cool campaign that Dub did at HubSpot's Inbound 19 conference. Dub, a video service that integrates with HubSpot, uh, attempted to shoot 100 ads or promotional videos during Inbound conference for different attendees and exhibitors. And Elena and I were among those lucky few. We're also Dub users. To tell us how Dub came up with this idea for Inbound is Dub's founder, Ruben Dua. Elena, why don't you tell us a little bit more about Ruben? Well, Ruben is passionate about building and marketing products and services that make people's lives better at scale. Ruben is the founder of SaaS video platform, Dub.com. He lives in Studio City with his wife and two kids and always loves a good Taco Tuesday. Who doesn't, right? And Ruben, we are so excited to have you on the show. So welcome to the B2B Mix Show. Thank you so much, Alana and Stacy. I really appreciate it. It's great to be here. So before we start talking about the 100 ads campaign, why don't you give our listeners a little background on Dub or anything else you want to share about yourself? Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, Dub is really, uh, it's it's sort of evolved over, over the years. And I think the original thesis was to really allow people to leverage video, to build trust, to streamline communication, and to grow business. So to get more sales, to get more revenue, to get more engagement, more signups, more bookings, more form fills, whatever the sort of person or business is looking to accomplish, we really want to allow them to do so um, as, the, as the medium. So initially when we started out, Dub was a screen sharing platform really. And uh, there was a simple sort of Chrome extension. You could record your screen. And then as we sort of evolved and we got more customers, Dub now has about 10,000 users. Actually, we think we have about 13,000 users. We've realized that people want more ways to communicate with video through webcam, through our mobile app, um, and then, of course, get tracking. You mentioned that we have a HubSpot integration. In fact, we, have, we actually integrate with almost 30 CRM systems. So the thesis really is allow people to create, share, and track videos on whatever device they want, whatever channel, and then you know, grow, uh, grow their business as a, as a result. Yeah, it's a really cool tool and we enjoy using it. So thank you for creating it. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) So let's talk about 100 videos. So you guys came up with this crazy idea to come up with 100 ads that you're going to do at Inbound. So how did you come up with that? Like what triggered it? What made you say, hey, let's do this and make 100 videos in a very short amount of time? Well, I think it really comes down to a couple of economic things. I think one of those was scarcity, limited resources, desire to kind of leverage what we practice, what we preach, video, to show people that with limited resources, you can actually make an impact, get a brand message out there, get some sort of brand affinity, and then most importantly, provide value to people. So we we didn't have a booth at HubSpot. And we, we sort of were in the early process of getting approved as a HubSpot vendor and HubSpot integration, and we weren't yet fully certified or fully approved yet. So we were sort of just on the sidelines. We were going through the process. We were getting our kind of beta group. We were getting some of the kinks out of that integration. And then we, all of a sudden, it happened very quickly where HubSpot said, listen, we want to feature you guys front and center. 
and we want to certify you. We want to get you on the first page of the video category within the HubSpot marketplace. Please come to Inbound, come to our partner events. You know, we'd love to have you guys represent and really evangelize the power of video and how you can integrate video, of course, in this case, into HubSpot. So everything happened very quickly and we didn't have enough time to get ourselves a booth. So then we said, well, what if we just bring the booth to people? What if we come up with a campaign where we can provide value, give people what is has historically been pretty difficult to make, which is videos, short, short social media videos, something kind of pseudo sort of produced. It's been challenging to do that. You need a filmmaker, you need equipment, lighting, microphones, etc. So our thesis was, what if we just kind of package all these issues, all these constraints together, and then come up with something? So we were brainstorming, actually Shannon and I were brainstorming. He's the creative director of Dub. We were kind of brainstorming what, what this would look like. So we said, well, let's call it Dub Ads. And then we said, ah, that sounds a little salesy or commercially. You know, what's, what's something that we can do? So then we realized, well, what if we give ourselves the challenge? What if we said... We're actually going to commit and, and actually put it out there that we're going to basically produce. And what I mean by that is to shoot, to edit, and to publish 100 commercials at the event over the course of three days with individuals or companies that have booths. So we said, listen, let's just throw this out there. We've never done this before. We came up with a little bit of a cool sort of snazzy uh, video that we had actually shot just down the street. And we committed ourselves to that. We put it on LinkedIn. And then we mentioned all the attendees, sponsors, speakers, you know, anyone that sort of had some kind of connection to the event. And we, we started to get a lot of traction. So there's a lot of interest. We actually used Dub to do this because we had a calendar booking link. So folks could go to a Dub page and then there was a Calendly calendar booking page directly below that. So people actually could book a time. There's some learnings on that in terms of making scheduled bookings, which we can talk about a little bit later. But overall, it was a really effective campaign. We had people come up to us randomly at the show, say, hey, that you guys are doing that. would love to get on the list. And I'd say the last thing that I'll say here is that we did not shoot 100 videos. <laughs> so we actually did not hit our goal. <laughs> we came close. That's okay. You did a lot. <laughs> we came close, but we didn't actually hit that. So there were some learnings um, from that perspective. And these weren't just little, I'll shoot you with my iPhone and just send it to you. These were really nicely produced videos. I was impressed with the one that you guys did for us. I really liked it. And people commented on it. It was nice. Yeah. And so the, the way that we kind of put that together was we, it's, it's actually a little myriad of, of apps that we use to, to make this happen. But we started to experiment with hyperlapse video capturing of, you know, brand, lifestyle, personality. We wanted to capture all these things. We wanted to get the logo. We wanted to get the person. We wanted to get a nice kind of smile if that was the vibe. You know, we wanted to get some contact information, a follow-up, a call to action. So we came up with this kind of micro 12 to 22 second format where it was a combination of slow, swifting, kind of panned zoom-ins, but then also some pickup hyperlapse shots and then some talky stuff, you know, direct to camera. We had actually the setup that we were using was we we're actually using iPhones, but we had those inside of a little camera cage with a lapel sort of lavalier microphone, an LED light. And it was a little bit of a dance to record these, as you might recall. So we had to sort of move around the environment, get a little bit of swag ready, get some props, get the logo ready, whatever we had. And then the whole process took about, I'd say, 10 minutes uh, per video. Were the people that, obviously, people came up and wanted to be in the videos, were the people that you approached, because we didn't know you were doing it, you just approached us, were people like us receptive, or did you find people that you just approached at the event weren't 
as receptive. I know some people are very shy about video. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Video, video phobia is a real thing. I'd love to explore that later. <laughs> but I think people need social proof. You know, most people don't want to be the first early adopter on something. They, you know, they'll, they'll meet a stranger. They've never met this person. They might not know the brand. There's some sort of a value prop. It could sound like the best thing ever. It could be, hey, here's a three million dollars. But the person typically has trust issues. I mean, that is just human. That's survival instinct. And, and I understand that. So one of the things that we always try to do in all of our campaigns is to have social proof, validation. People, when they see a real thing that has happened that someone else has received value from and benefited from, they're much more likely to say, hey, I, I want to check that out and maybe I want to participate as well. So the strategy on that was a quick pitch, you know, build a little bit of trust, presented myself, hey, I'm Ruben or Shannon. We actually two or three other people that were doing this. Funny story about that, how we got those people. <laughs> but we, we basically said, look, here's my name. Here's my company. This is what we do. Here's a card. They see the logo. They see some legitimacy. We show them you know, the equipment, show them the camera with the light, with the mic. We have some legitimacy in terms of being a professional. And then we have the phone. We say, hey, look, this is, this is what they look like. This is an example of a video. The video that we mm -hmm. chose to show them was probably of a well-known brand like a, a Wix or Atlassian or HubSpot. We show them some of the kind of well-known brands and then show them some of the social engagement. So likes, shares, follows, retweets, et cetera. And then all of a sudden within that three to four minute pitch there, maybe less, that person will understand what it is, receive the information that they need, have a little bit of trust in, in, in me or whoever the person was, see the value and the benefit of that, and then actually commit. So that just meant, hey, listen, let's, let's shoot here. Let's go to your booth. Let's schedule a time. So throughout that process, of course, a lot of learnings, but people are extremely receptive. I would say the conversion rate when we pitched people or asked people was, you know, 70, 80%. Most people said, yeah. The only reason why people were a little uncomfortable was, would this be approved? Do I need to get my boss to approve this? So there was some kind of bureaucratic things, which I totally respect. And then to your point, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not really the, the personality. I'm not really the camera person. I'm, I'd rather be behind the scenes. So, but please come by our booth or please connect. Maybe someone else from our company can be that person. Yeah. I think that one of the biggest things about it too, was that it wasn't just about you guys. You made it about the people that you were talking with and putting on the video. It was about them and their company. And I think that helps them be more receptive to doing it because, oh yeah, you're going to talk about me. Okay. Yeah. So I think that was a, a great idea to kind of bring the two together, bring Dub and all these companies and people together to go forward with that and get on the video and go. Exactly. You know, we are all about value providing. Actually, the new name of this campaign, we actually sort of abandoned the Dub 100 title because what if we can't hit the 100 number? <laughs> so the new, the new name for this, as we're repeating it, is called Dub Adds Value. And this is now our campaign that we're actually doing at the B2B Marketing Expo in Los Angeles on October 2 to 4. We're also also doing it at LA Tech Day on September 26. So it's the same exact campaign, a lot of learnings, better equipment, better kind of workflow. And now it's called Dub Adds Value. So that's the hashtag. Oh, good. What were the biggest challenges that you faced, you know, trying to pull this off at a inbound where there's like, there was how many, like 26,000 people there? Yeah. What were some of the biggest challenges that you faced? Well, okay. So on the way over there, we, Shannon and I on the flight, we realized that we didn't have enough people to make this happen. We just, we did a little bit of math and we realized, well, there's X number of booths, there's Y number of people, there's traffic distractions. 
you know, workflow issues, batteries going dead, you know, people not showing up, flake factor. There's all these kind of variables. So we sort of said, look, we probably need a helper. <laughs> On the flight, actually, uh, shout out to JetBlue for having decent <laughs> Wi-Fi. You know, we jumped onto Craigslist. So Boston, Craigslist, and we said, let's just try to find someone that's looking for an odd job. Mm -hmm. Maybe they want to take a break from driving an Uber, or maybe they want to get some marketing experience. So we randomly found this person on Craigslist and their bio said, you know, biologist seeking odd jobs. <laughs> so we said, that's, that's a little random. <laughs> that's suspect. <laughs> I've got some, some trust issues here. And nothing about this bio was, you know, conferences or sales or marketing or video, nothing whatsoever. So we said, look, you know what, we're a little bit desperate. Let's just send a quick little message here. So we sent a message and I actually recorded a quick little dub video on the flight using the dub mobile app just so that they could see us and understand who we are. Mm -hmm. So of course, back to social proof, we sent that and then we got a response back via email. And you know, he said, Hey, I'm John, I'm very interested, please connect with me. So then we said, Great, just book this time, please be available for th these three days, show up at you know 9am at the show. So we kind of booked everything. And we were a little bit concerned that he might not show up or he might get a little scared. Or he's like, what is going on here? I, this is so out of my element. Right. So, you know, sure enough, he showed up at 9 a.m. He was right there, right on time. We actually had forgotten our flyers at the Airbnb. So our first task was take this Uber, go to our Airbnb with this key, go up, get this large box of flyers and bring it back here. So that's, there's some trust issues there. We're sending him to some random place. I was going to say, <laughs> you, you just gave some random person your hotel room key. <laughs> you know, this is, this is, it's starting to sound like a Stephen, yeah, yeah, it's starting to sound like yeah. a Stephen King novel, right? Like we're, we're going to have you go to this random Airbnb and here's the key. But, you know, I think, I think we had built the trust up, you know, he had seen the company, he had seen us use a piece of technology, he had seen our faces. So there, there wasn't that kind of anonymous person vibe. Actually, it's something that we deal with a lot in, in business, you know, with emails, not having like a picture to fit mm -hmm. the face. So anyways, there was full trust in there. And long story short, he worked with us for all three days. He was a great, great resource, great helper, great person. He handed out a lot of flyers. He met with a lot of people, pitched them on, on the Dub 100 in this case. And it was, it was a great campaign. We also ended up meeting a random person named Victoria, at the show and she was extremely good at social media and we actually hired her as well on the spot. So we actually got two people to help us to do this whole effort. And now actually Victoria is helping with, so with social media. Right. So that kind of evolved into a, a larger relationship. Very cool. Did the biologist decide to become a marketer now? Uh, you know, my, my thing to him was that after you have this experience that you're going to want to switch over to that role. I don't, I don't know where he's at on that. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, he was struggling with the video part. I think his phone was slightly older with a not so good camera. Oh. Uh, but uh, anyways, it was it was a good effort. Hey, folks, let's take a break to hear about today's sponsor. Hey, guys, want to get a 25% discount to Dub? Just visit dub.com, sign up for your account, then subscribe and use coupon code B, the number two, B, M I X 25. That's B to B Mix 25, and you'll get a 25% discount on Dub. Thank you, Ruben, for that generous offer. Again, visit dubdubb.com. Dub, 
we are back. It sounds like you guys are going to attempt this again. Are there any lessons learned that will make it easier in the upcoming shows you're going to do? Well, so I think the learnings were number one is to the scheduling part is is difficult because people have a very hard time to stick to something that's scheduled when they're at a trade show because you meet people Mm -hmm. and there's distractions and there's talks that you don't know about and there's networking and there's free wine and there's ice cream. And so we kind of realized scheduling is probably not going to be the best play Mm -hmm. unless it's someone that has a booth. So if you have a booth, then you can schedule a time and we will come to you. So that's the first learning. The second learning was just to be able to get the, we, Shannon actually came up with the, the unit for this and it was the number of videos per hour. So I think it was the VPH and we have to hit approximately seven or eight VPH in order to hit our goal and to stay into our flow. So that's another thing is to just constantly be recording, getting ourselves out there. At the next two shows that we're doing, we actually have booths at mm-hmm. both. So what we decided to do was to create a little studio, a little mini studio. We're going to bring our lights. We have a little LED light. Oh, cool. We're going to have a permanent microphone set up there. So it's going to be, it's going to allow the person to just stand with in front of the camera really, and then have us record something very quickly. So I think from a workflow perspective, having a physical st- quote unquote studio, that's going to really help. And then I think the other thing is just pre-market the campaign a lot more. So give ourselves more than three days to promote it, give ourselves three weeks. So our first our first LinkedIn post mm-hmm. actually went out a little less than three weeks before the first event. And so we got a lot of traction on that, a lot of interest, a lot of form fills. People have been very interested in that. So we're going to do, I think, two more promotional videos, kind of push that. And then maybe we'll actually even put some ad spend behind that and target the, the, the hashtag or the sort of keywords or the username of the specific events. Are there things that you would recommend to anybody that's listening that is like, oh, this is an awesome idea. We should do this. Are there things like preparing for it that they should consider thinking through beforehand? Well, yeah, I think I think our secret is that one of the things that we always do when we come up with these campaigns, because we come up with a lot of kind of very creative, unique, off-the-cuff campaigns. It's, it's a big part of what we do. But one of our big things is role play. You know, we sort of put ourselves into that situation and we pretend like we're there. And then we go through the process of what that's going to look like. Mm -hmm. And we try to, we have actually a lot of fun with it because we sort of emulate the things that are going to go wrong, (laughs) like getting rejected by someone or having a battery die or being at the wrong place at the wrong time or bothering someone, asking someone to do something slightly extroverted when they're an introvert. So we kind of go through every single possible objection, conflict, issue that we can run into. And then we try to come up with a solution for that or a method of communication or a tool or a resource or something that's really going to just help us overcome a lot of those challenges. That helps us personally because it gives us confidence. It feels like we have some experience going into something, but then it also gives us the logistics and the sort of checklist to, to just have what we want. For example, we needed better, smaller lights. So we got these little selfie lights that we can clip onto the phone and that way, it's a one-hand situation. We don't even have a separate hand for like a handheld light. So it's just a little small example, but it was a learning. Another example is that having a 25-foot cable is probably not the right play because it gets tangled. So we realized, okay, we need to get some wireless Bluetooth mics that we can just clip onto someone's collar and then record within seconds. So, you know, I think the biggest thing though, to just look at this from a macro perspective though, when coming up with campaigns like this, is to always think about providing value. 
that's really the thesis here. If you can provide something valuable to someone, they're going to respond to that. At trade shows, people get inundated, they're being sold to, there's so much noise. Um, but if you can actually say, listen, we're going to give you a gift, we're going to do a service for you, we're going to do something that actually helps you in your career or for your company, um, those people are going to be much more receptive about that. So we, a lot of what we do is another filter that we take through stuff is the, the value add filter. Are we providing value to other people? So as far as what other marketers might do at a show, you ran through a few pieces of equipment that you guys had. Is there a bare minimum kit you would recommend if someone wants to shoot video at their booth or do something at a show? Yeah. So most people, when they think that they want to shoot video at a show, they say, well, I need uh, some sort of a filmer, some sort of a videographer. I probably need a DSLR camera, probably need a shotgun mic with an LED light on top. That's kind of the typical go-to, especially in corporate America. That's what we think. I think gone are those days. Yeah, that that person, that equipment, it's still valuable. If you have a budget for that and if you can make that happen, great, you should do that. But if you don't, it's okay because with the phones that we have, they've got HD cams. You know, we can get a couple of simple pieces of equipment. So the first piece of equipment that, that I recommend is actually a lapel, a little clip-on microphone. So there's a couple of different price points for this. There's the $20 version, there's the $40 version, and then there's the $80 version. So we have all three here at our office. You don't notice a lot of difference at a trade show when there's background noise. It actually doesn't matter that much. I would really focus on durability and then just make sure it's compatible. So clip-on mic with a nice four, six, maybe eight foot cable. That's the first requirement. The second requirement is depending on if you're Apple or Android, you need an adapter. So those microphones, typically they have three metal prongs on the eighth inch, the little, what is it? The 3.5 millimeter cable, or is it 2.5? I forgot, but they have typically the three metal prongs that needs to get converted to a either USB-C or an eighth inch cable or a lightning cable for iPhone. So those are, that's another little adapter that you're gonna have to get. All of that can cost, again, less than 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks. So um, that's the first thing. The second thing is we recommend an LED light. So you can get a little portable LED light that has a back battery pack. I recommend getting two battery packs just so you can always be charging one. You can also get a little selfie light, a little kind of clip-on selfie light that you just put onto your phone. You can flip it either way. It typically has three light settings. So that's another good, really inexpensive, less than $10 item that you can get. And then I'd say that the next, yeah, the next piece that you, that you might consider is having some sort of software to upload your photos. So we recommend Google Photos. And the reason why we recommend Google Photos is because there's a couple of reasons really. Number one is that as you're shooting photos and videos, it can autom automatically be uploading those to the cloud. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that it's very easy to share those. They have a free unlimited option or they have a paid option. The free unlimited it does use some compression. So if you're okay with that, I think it's fine. I don't think it matters that much. Both are HD 1080p quality for video. So I think it's great. But the point here is that you're uploading it to the cloud. I think one of the challenges of a DSLR camera is that you can't upload in real time. You have to, at the end of the day, or you have to take an SD card, you have to hand that off to someone, and then it's a whole nother work process. The great thing about uploading virtually to the cloud is that someone else can actually do the social posting. So it, al it allows you to collaborate a little bit more. So I think while Wi-Fi connected to your camera is, it's just so worth it. And um, now that we have HD cameras, it's just a no brainer. Yeah, it makes video really easy to do. Definitely. And the last thing I would recommend is a little tripod selfie stick. You can get those for less than 15 bucks. The reason why those are valuable is because if you want to use a selfie stick for a large uh, sort of a macro shot, something far off, 
it works for that, but it also works to keep your phone on a stand, on a little tripod, on the floor, on a desk, on a table, so that if you need to record yourself speaking or doing a demo or meeting someone or doing some sort of a commercial or promotional video, you can quickly do that. Yeah, those are some things we did not have when we were there. We did a video with some people, but now that thinking about all those things that you just went through, like, oh, yeah, we should have had that. <laughs> Live and learn, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, now we know for next time. <laughs> One of the biggest parts of a trade show, conference, whatever it is that you go to is the next week, the follow-up. And a lot of salespeople are trying to figure out what's the best way for me to follow up with all these leads that I've got. So what are some recommendations that you would offer to them on how they should incorporate video in the in their follow-up? Ooh, I love this. Yeah, we, we've gone through a lot of cycles on this to figure out what the best practice is. <clears throat> Here's kind of our workflow. So a couple of things. Number one is that when meeting someone, we always recommend shooting a photo or shooting a very short video with that person. And the reason why that's valuable is because you have an asset. You have something that you can send them after the fact so that they can remember who you are. That's a you good know? idea. When we come back from trade shows, right? When we come back from trade shows, you know, especially ones that have 26,000 people, it's, there's a lot of noise. It's hard to remember who is who. You know, we come back with a huge stack of business cards and it's difficult to know north from south. <laughs> right. So that's the first thing, right? Take a photo, take a short little video with that person. It's kind of a fun thing. It's a little moment that you share. And then we always recommend, we use Dub, we use our own software, obviously. So we always recommend sending them that video, upload it to the Dub platform and send it to them. There's plenty of other ways that you can do this. You can text it, you can email it, whatever you're comfortable with, even Google Drive. Could be a little bit of friction if you do that, but nevertheless, it's sending them that asset, right? So it's a mnemonic, it's kind of a conversation starter. There's a little bit of trust there. The second thing that I always recommend is have an automated workflow that you set up on the back end. It's not very hard to do. Um, set up a you know three to six email drip sequence. Use HubSpot or use Dub or use you know your favorite marketing automation platform, and get something that's sort of pre-set up. When you meet the person, you can quickly sl we use Slack or if you use email, whatever you're comfortable with. Microsoft has their own product for this as well, or even Skype, whatever kind of collaborative tool that you use for chatting. You know, if you have sort of a backend virtual assistant, someone to kind of assist with posting or sort of data management, we always recommend quickly, you know, texting, or I'm going to just say slacking, slacking the photo, the person's name, their email, maybe a photo of their business card. Mm -hmm. And then the person on the back end can actually import them into a form. So they can enter first name, last name, you know, email. And then that way, in real time, that person can receive a, a slightly personalized automated email. This is what we do. It works really well. Because people, right after meeting us, they walk away and they just instantly see that email. So it's like, wow, those people were really responsive. We've never gotten any negative feedback on that. I also always tell people that I'm going to do that. That way, you know, in the event that they don't want to receive an email mm -hmm. or if, if it's, it's going to be off-putting, at least I have a heads up. So I typically say, hey, I'd love to get you on our email list or, you know, quickly send you an invite to Dub. So that's been a really effective method for us, capturing some content. You know, getting them in an automated email in real time if possible. Um, and then the second thing is after the event is engaging with them again. And just what we always do is we always do a recap video. It, it's a little bit of a production. It takes a little bit of time to do that, but we always kind of sum up the event. And then that's a value add that we can provide people because it's something nice to watch. It's a little sort of memory. It's something potentially nostalgic. It always looks good with nice, nice shots, nice clips. We kind of capture all the elements of the event. 
And that's a very shareable asset for people that did not go to the event. Like, hey, watch this YouTube video, watch this video on LinkedIn. You can kind of check out what um, XYZ conference was like. Um, so that's another thing that we do as well. And of course, I mean, we use our own software. We use Dub as well for that. So it's just really easy to share videos within seconds and then get the get the tracking. So that's been our workflow and that we've seen a lot of success with that. So we have one final question to wrap up the conversation and it's just for fun. If you weren't leading Dub, what would your dream job be? Let's see. Well, I'm definitely pursuing the dream job right now. So, uh, you know, I'll just start with that. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's been a journey. It's been a process. I am a musician, so I'm, I'm a drummer. I'm a guitarist. Mm -hmm. I also love to travel, right? So I, I think that it would probably be probably a YouTuber, a traveling music playing <laughs> YouTuber <laughs> that's going to interesting places and trying new foods, meeting new people. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> going back to Spain where I lived nice. lived in some, I actually studied abroad there. Some of my, my favorite places and then exploring new places. So it'd probably be, you know, storytelling leveraging video. It sounds like a show for the travel channel. Exactly. That's probably that's probably what it would be. Yeah, right. You might get picked up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So what, what genre of music? So the genre of music is a kind of a combination of rock, jazz, world, a little bit of funk, a little bit of folk. Yeah. We mix it up a little bit. All right, Travel Channel, if you're listening, pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's got to be it's got to be in a very it would have to be a very kind of parentally friendly method and format as well. So there'd have to be like some homeschooling and then, you know, we'd have to have different, because I have two kids. So it, it can't be one of those kind of solo, um, you know, food, yeah. uh, you know <laughs> flyers. It can't be like that, Bear Grylls or something like that. It'd have to be like yeah. the family version. <laughs> well, that would be fun. If yeah. you ever start that channel, I will subscribe. <laughs> That's awesome. Love it. Well, Ruben, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. If our listeners would like to follow you online or get in touch, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Yeah. So check out dub.com as starters and kind of understand what we've been building for the last couple of years. Our team is really passionate about empowering people to leverage video to grow their business. So start there, grab a free trial. You can reach me at, at Ruben Dua on any of the channels on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, YouTube. Um, we also put a lot of content out for, for Dub. We have a very active YouTube channel, um, daily posts. It's called the Daily Dub. So that's Dub app. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, we're also very active as well. So reach out to any channel, social. I'm very active and respond to everyone. And we'll put those links in the show notes too, so people can immediately click through. Amazing. Thank you for that. Everyone, you have all the information you need to do what Dub has gone out and done at inbound and to apply it to your own experiential marketing strategy. So go out and do it. If you want to get in touch with us, you can contact Stacy on Twitter at Stacy underscore Jax. That's S-T-A-C-Y underscore J-A-X. And you can find me at Elena underscore Jax. That's A-L-A-N-N-A -N -N -A underscore J-A-X. And if you're not a much of a Twitter fan, you can always Check us out on LinkedIn. It's Stacy Jackson or Elena Jackson. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can always leave us one on the Anchor mobile app or on our show page. Hope you have a great week. The B2B Mix Show is hosted by Stacy Jackson and Elena Jackson of, you guessed it, Jackson Marketing. If you need help with your B2B inbound marketing efforts, visit us at jacksonmarketingservices.com.